And welcome into the KZLM Sports Wrap on Thursday, July 23rd. It's a good day today because I have a real, actual, even though it didn't technically count, baseball score and game to recap from last night. We'll talk Twins-Cubs today. We're going to have Digger Anderson. He's the uh, the mastermind behind the Vernus, the Vergus Looney Days Wiener Dog Races going down on August 8th. He's going to join us in the second half of the sports right, to talk about what's going on for, for Looney Days and some... Some social distancing changes made with the uh, the wiener dog races in Vergas. Uh, my dog is signed up. Dodger will be making his his uh, his second career racing appearance. Uh, didn't go so well last year. Uh, he does have. Uh, you've heard this before. I don't know if, if I've ever told the story of of how my dog earned the title of the forty third fastest wiener dog in Ottertail County. Uh, he's kind of a spaz, and he has a very short attention span. And so when they line the dogs up to race, they've got one person at the start line and the other person at the finish line with a squeaky toy or a treat or something to get the dogs to run fast. Well, I'm at the start line. Uh, my daughter, Esme, is at the finish line with one of his favorite toys. And uh, the gun sounds. I let go of the wiener dog. All of the other dogs race down the field to their owner's. And my dog takes an immediate sharp left and starts making friends with all of the spectators. Granted, there aren't going to be spectators that close this year, just the social distancing stuff. And so they, they ran the second heat, and same exact thing. Dodger, this time he goes to the to the immediate right looking for treats. Uh, there are 44 dogs signed up for the wiener dog races, and one didn't show up. And so Dodger earned the uh, the dubious distinction as the 43rd fastest <laughs> wiener dog in Ottertail County. 2020 Wiener Dog Race is talking to Digger Anderson in about 20 minutes here on KDLM. And also something I want to chat about in the first half of the sports wrap is this this potential deal of the sale of the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Lynx from Glenn Taylor. Uh, apparently seven suitors, seven groups that want to buy the team that have been approved by Glenn, guys that uh, are going to adhere to what he wants to do. He wants to, to sell the Lynx and the Timberwolves together and have them run by the same organization and he wants to keep the team in Minnesota. Those are the, the the two big things on Glenn Taylor's checklist when it comes to selling this team that he's owned since 1994. Because if you remember back in 94, the, the Wolves were on the brink of leaving. They were going to be relocated until Glenn Taylor bought them and kept them in Minnesota. One of the guys that wants to buy the team is Kevin Garnett and uh, a, a basketball legend on the court. But now uh, the backpedaling that he's doing is 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 making him legendary in its own right. Let's let's recap the last 24 hours in sports here real quick. Rewind time. The Twins in action last night. Thanks to the listeners who stuck with us through some technical issues that we had last night. Thankfully that didn't happen on Friday. We had a, a piece of equipment go out literally moments before uh the Twins started. We did get the game on in about the, the fourth inning, which if you missed the first three, you didn't miss much. This is kind of a recap of what happened there. The next man up is Rizzo. Pat being held at first by Sano. Rizzo in the air to right, and it will go. That's a two-run homer for Anthony Rizzo, and the Cubs have the lead. Anthony's had very good numbers against Homer Bailey in his career. This is a meaningless game, but still nice to see the big guy back in action and doing his thing. Cubs TV broadcast. Uh, listen to that crowd go wild in the in the background. Watching the video was was eerie because there's nobody in the crowd. And when Rizzo takes that Homer Bailey pitch to right field, the empty stadium erupts. I thought that was 
Yeah, I, listening back, it sounds pretty sweet. But if you watch the video, it's just, it's it's weird. Homer Bailey uh, doesn't look sharp. He gets tagged for four runs in three innings last night as the Twins lose 4-3. to three. The most exciting inning for the Twins was the fifth inning when they scored two runs. I think it was Kepler and Adrianza both scored uh, after three passed balls by catcher Wilson Contreras. That was the, the, <laughs> the highlight of the Twins' night. They lose 4-3. to three. Exhibition season is over. Regular season begins tomorrow night, 6.30 pregame, 7.10 first pitch against the Chicago White Sox. Three-game series. They play at, play, play at 1.10 on Saturday and Sunday as well. Game one is going to feature Jose Barrios. And, and one of my... I, I, I like this player so much, but I have to hate him because he's on the Chicago White Sox, and that's Lucas Giolito, one of the premier up-and-coming pitchers for the White Sox organization. He is so much fun to watch. He is filthy. It just it stinks that he's in, in, in the division and a team, hopefully, that's going to be chasing the Twins uh, most of this season. Some other Twins notes to get to. Uh, Jake Odorizzi placed on the uh, the injured list uh, retroactive to Monday, so he's eligible to return on July 30th. That's uh, one week from today uh, due to some back tightness. He's going to go through some workouts uh, this weekend and could return for Game 3 of the series against the St. Louis Cardinals. The other question is, is Byron Buxton. Byron not traveling with the team to Chicago yesterday. Still coming back from that left ankle injury he sustained, uh, tracking a fly ball during a scrimmage back on Monday, July 13th. He did a full workout yesterday. He is on his way to Chicago today to rejoin the team. Uh, he says he feels healthy enough to, to start in center field against the White Sox tomorrow, but uh, still considered day-to-day. The, the Twins have a lot of... Uh, decisions to make with Buxton. They, they need to have their their 30-man roster finalized at 11 o'clock today. So that's when we'll know whether or not uh, Byron Buxton will or will not play because they can either put him on the 10-day injured list or uh, they can keep him on the roster. They can also bring somebody up for Jake Odorizzi who's not going to miss too much. I, I, I don't think he's going to miss a start uh, with, with, with an off-day plan and stuff. He should be he should be fine for his spot in the rotation. So I'm not sure what, what roster-wise they're going to do, especially with, with 30 guys already there. So we'll see. Uh, but Byron Buxton, uh, questionable at this point. I, I bet he plays. I, I think he, he has a lot to prove. And if he misses opening day on July 24th because of, uh, an ankle injury, I mean, he's, he's, he's got a lot to prove. He needs to prove he can stay healthy for a full season, even if that full season technically only, only 60 games. It's no secret. At all that Kevin Garnett hates hates Tim World's owner Glenn Taylor. I, I I tell my kids all the time not to use the word hate because hate is a strong word. But I think in this is, instance, when it comes to Kevin Garnett and Glenn Taylor, hate is too soft of a word. Is there a word stronger than hate that can be used to describe the relationship between KG and and and, and Glenn Taylor? There, 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 there's got to be. But here's what KG is doing now. I've got, I've got this audio. This is Kevin Garnett from, uh, what's the date here? November of 2017, talking about owner Glenn Taylor. I totally understand him. I totally get it. And he's dealing with Glenn, who, who doesn't know shit about basketball. You know that make money, but he don't know anything about basketball. Does not like Glenn Taylor. This uh, excerpt I'm going to read here is from an interview with the Athletic, uh, from just a couple months ago, April. 2020. Glenn knows where I'm at. I'm not entertaining it. He's talking about getting his his number retired. 
First of all, it's not genuine. Two, he's getting pressure from a lot of fans and I guess the community there. Glenn and I had an understanding before Flip died. And when Flip died, that understanding went with Flip. For that, I won't forgive Glenn. I won't forgive him for that. I thought he was a straight-up person, straight-up businessman. And when Flip died, everything went with him. My years in Minnesota and in that community, I cherish. At this point, I don't want any dealings with Glenn Taylor or Taylor Corp or anything that has to do with him. I love my Timberwolves. I'll always love my guys. I'll have a special place for the city of Minneapolis and the state of Minnesota in my heart. But I don't do business with snakes. I try not to do business with openly snakes or people who are snake-like. That's from The Athletic in April 2020. Because apparently, if you've missed any of the Glenn Taylor-Kevin Garnett drama, here's what happened. is In 2015, when Kevin Garnett was traded from Brooklyn back to Minnesota, Wolves fans went nuts to see number 21 back on the court at Target Center with this young core of guys, with, with, with Wiggins and Levine and Towns and Gorgie was there and a couple other veterans like Tayshawn Prince was on those teams. Remember when Tayshawn Prince was a Timberwolf for like a couple games? That was pretty sweet. But the deal, when KG was traded back to Minnesota, he had a full no-trade clause uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. But he waived that to come back to Minnesota because there was a verbal agreement between he and Flip Saunders that when Garnett retired, there would be part of team ownership for Kevin Garnett. And when, when Flip Saunders died of Hodgkin's lymphoma, that deal apparently was not honored by Glenn Taylor. And that is why KG is calling Glenn Taylor a snake and he won't forgive him for anything that happened. This is why businessmen are businessmen and KG really hasn't been. Uh, now, Glenn Taylor looking to sell the team, potentially before the upcoming season. If things move quick enough, the Timberwolves and Lynx could have a new owner for the first time since 1994, by September. That's like less than two months away. And apparently there is seven groups that are interested in buying the uh, the team from uh, Glenn Taylor. This is Glenn Taylor on KSTP-TV last oh, night. Lately there's been some uh, people that said that we were interested, but uh, want to move them to uh, some other city, and doing so have offered perhaps more money to do that, but that has never been my interest, and I made it clear that that wasn't an option. And that's why I think it's, you know, in some of these things it's important that I uh, get some of these decisions made now while I'm healthy and and involved. And we wouldn't be talking if <laughs> if that wasn't if that wasn't the case. Yes, I have. Uh, we have uh, perhaps four different groups or seven different groups that uh, have uh, showed a real uh, strong interest in doing all of the things uh, that we were talking about, keeping the team here, you know, building the future, working with this young team. Um, in this particular case, though, it hasn't been anything that I've said. Each of those uh, groups have asked that I would keep a, a substantial investment in the club. That was uh, Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor talking to Darren Wolfson, KSTP-TV, yesterday. Now, Garnett has always been known for being a, a very emotional player on the court, for running his mouth. He's never really had to backpedal. Uh, I don't ever remember in his career 
until right now, because maybe he never thought this day would present itself, where Garnett and a group of, of guys are one of those seven teams that Glenn Taylor was talking about, or those seven groups that are in the running to purchase the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Lynx. Let's say you're in Glenn Taylor's situation here. If there's a guy who's been, who's been running his mouth the last five years, uh, demeaning your character, uh, brazen comments. I mean, you're a 25 year NBA franchise owner, and this your your former All Star, your Hall of Fame player, is just constantly ripping you in the media. Do you sell him your team? I don't think I would. I mean, I mean Garnett knows this. Uh, he's he's got the legendary mouth. And now he's pulling one of the most legendary backpedals in the history of the NBA. Yesterday, he was tweeting and Instagramming for the whole world to see. And he seems very, very ready to put the past behind him when it comes to what he said about Glenn Taylor. This is a tweet from Kevin Garnett yesterday. The, the, the same the same Kevin Garnett who said this three years ago. I totally understand him. I totally get it. And he's dealing with Glenn, who, who doesn't know about basketball. Glenn. This is a tweet from Kevin Garnett yesterday. My passion for the Minnesota Timberwolves to be a championship team is well known, but I have a deeper affection for the city of Minneapolis. I once, again, want to see Minneapolis as the diverse and loving community I know it is. No two people love the city more than myself and Glenn Taylor and I look forward to trying to work with him to achieve my dream. Wow. What a difference three years can make. Whatever happened to not doing business with snakes? Apparently when your when your dream is out there, you can you can do business <laughs> you can do business with snakes. A, a couple problems for Kevin Garnett. Uh, however, number one is his competition reportedly stiff. Talked about this yesterday on the sports wrap, uh, and also with with Matthew Collar of Purple Insider. You can go back and listen to that on our podcast page on demand at kdlmradio.com, or you can subscribe to KDLM Sports Wrap on Apple Podcasts. Uh, the Wilf family, Ziggy and Mark Wilf, uh, want a shot at owning an NBA franchise. They already own the Minnesota Vikings. We talked about this yesterday. What we've seen them do with the Vikings, taking them from kind of that. Uh, that's that that mediocre Red McCombs era and ushering in the era of U.S. Bank Stadium and the TCO Performance Center and just all the amazing things, all the amazing people and personnel and players that they've brought into Minnesota and surrounded themselves with. The Wolves need that in a bad way. Now, I'm not saying Kevin Garnett cannot do that, but I'm sure he's already got a, a short laundry list of who he would want to bring in as, well, maybe not head coach because... Ryan Saunders, if, if Kevin Garnett is the, the manager, is the owner, I mean, Ryan Saunders has a job with the Wolves for for life, in in, in my opinion. And number two, the, the big question, in order to buy an NBA team, you have to have money. Where is Kevin Garnett's money going to come from for, for a purchase like this? I know Taylor bought the Wolves in 94 for $88.5 million. It's going to be a, a little bit more than that, This, this despite... The, the way the Wolves are trending, hopefully up, but the way they've, they've been trending since, well, since Garnett left the first time, making the playoffs one time since 2000 and, what, five? That was a couple of years ago. They had a, a lot of losing seasons. The Timberwolves are still going to be expensive. The Lynx are going to be 
ex- ex- expensive. the The big question is 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 Garnett going to team with the Wilf family on on, on doing that? And, and Darren Wolfson in a tweet says he doesn't think so. There, there's no really there's no real connection. So I don't think we're going to get a, a Garnett and Wilf bid to buy the team. Maybe if the Wilfs buy the team, they'll get Garnett involved somehow. Because if Kevin Garnett is involved with the Wolves, the fans are going to come back in droves. Once number 21 is hanging up there by number 2, his pal Malik Seeley tragically killed in a, in, a, in, a, in a drunk driving accident on his way home from Kevin Garnett's birthday and I think, uh, was it 90, 95? 96, somewhere in there. The only number retired by the Wolves. And uh, the the flip up there, which took like three years after Flip died to get the the flip up in the rafters as well. If Kevin Garnett comes back to the Wolves, the fans will come back to the Wolves as well. The, 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 those are the two big obstacles for Kevin Garnett to becoming an NBA team owner is stiff competition when it comes to buying this team because the Wolves... They're businessmen, and they know how to handle things like this. And number two, I don't think Kevin Garnett's got the pockets to, to buy the Wolves. I'm not sure what the asking price is going to be. I really haven't seen any firm numbers. We're still real early. I mean, this was announced two days ago, so I, I haven't seen numbers on on what the Wolves would be worth, especially paired with the Lynx. It would be awesome to see Garnett return, but I, I, I would put him on the outside looking in. Uh at this point, really, the only thing he's got going for him is the fans love him, which is a, a huge p- bonus. And I don't think he's going to move the team. And those are kind of the, the the two big questions. And whether or not he can reconcile with Glenn Taylor, it sounds like he's willing to reconcile, but uh, he's not the one who who's been getting smack talked about him for the last five years. Second half of the sports wrap, we're talking with Digger Anderson. He runs the Vergus Looney Days Wiener Dog Races. The racers are coming up on August 8th in Vergas with, with some social distance and some new rules applied. We're talking to Digger Anderson, second half of the sports draft, coming up next on KDLM. I'm Kyle Montgomery with the NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy announced Wednesday that face coverings will be mandated for any fan hoping to attend an NFL game this year. It remains unclear to what extent fans will be able to attend games in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Atlanta Falcons announced Wednesday that they'll have a limited capacity of no more than 10 to 20,000 fans at Mercedes-Benz Stadium for home games during the 2020 NFL season. It would be less than a third of its reported capacity of about 71,000. And according to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, the Vikings and head coach Mike Zimmer are closing in on a multi-year extension. Zimmer was entering the final year of his current deal after leading the Vikes to the playoffs for a third time in six seasons at the helm. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Hi, this is Katie Florio with today's Twins Minute. Homer Bailey got the ball in the Twins tune-up Wednesday night at Wrigley against the Cubs. The Reddy allowed four runs all coming off of three homers. Bailey also struck out three and walked up here in three innings in an outing where he featured his secondary pitches. They really work off one another, and so when that fastball is timed up and the arm pad is timed up, the other pitches just kind of fall into place along with it. There was a little bit more consistency than last game. I left some pitches up that I got punished on today, but 
just slowly getting there. And then I, you know, once you start playing real games and that adrenaline really kicks in and you're, you're not quite as focused on yourself as much as you are winning the entire game. It, it's it's a game changer. You know, you you definitely start making those adjustments quicker. Bailey took the loss last night as the Cubs took the exhibition game four to three. Jose Barrios will get the start tomorrow night in the season opener against the White Sox. This has been Katie Florio with today's Twins Minute, a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Show your Gopher pride. Cheer on the Gophers all season long on Classic Hits KDLM. Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the Sports Wrap. Little, uh, it, it, it's been weird sports wise lately, where we've been digging in pretty hard to to things like NASCAR and 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 and, and golf. But one thing we really haven't touched yet uh, with COVID nineteen is the wieners, and that will be the Vergus Wiener Dog races going on August eighth for Vergus Looney Days. Looney Days still happening, by the way, August seventh, eighth, and ninth. So I've got a wiener dog at home. He's all signed up. He's ready to go. We're, we're joined now by by Digger Anderson. He he organizes the Wiener Dog races at Vergus Looney Days. Now, Digger, what's been one of the uh, the biggest challenges in, in in getting ready for an event like this when when pretty much everything else in the area has been canceled? Yeah, you know, this whole COVID thing's really throwing a, a wrench into stuff. And I'm glad Looney Days is going on. So yeah, a lot of people are. Yeah, myself included. It's it's good just to have something set in stone on the calendar. Yeah, you know the Wiener Dogs here. They're, they're, it's been tough on them too because you know a lot of the owners have been paying more attention to their wieners than usual. <laughs> right. You know, our, a lot of our wieners are just happy happy happier if they're left alone. But uh, during this stay at home order, you know, they've got a lot more activity than normal. You get a lot of attention. Is, is, is these wieners? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, I just look at two of my wieners here. God, one of them is just really stiff, and the other ones kind of came up limp. Endless, yeah. <laughs> endless wiener jokes. You got to when when you're in, when you're doing something like this. You got to bust out the wiener jokes. Bust out the wiener if you will. Well, you know, that's just it. You know, and a lot of our wieners are out of shape, so we really encourage that, uh, you know, before the race, the wieners do have some proper stretching. So tell me about the, what's what's going on with the Wiener Dog races. Uh, August 8th at the ball field in Vergas, sa- same venue, but a, a couple uh, social distancing changes, it, it looks like, looking at the rules yeah. here. Yeah, and, and we won't have bleachers this year. Okay. Uh, we just feel more comfortable if we don't cram everybody into bleachers. So uh, then the other thing we're doing is adding additional fencing. So we're going to have separate fenced-in areas at the end of each at the each end of the track for racers only, so that the people that are launching their wieners can be on one end of the track in a separate fenced-in area before the races, and the people that are, are receiving the the wieners as they come across the finish line they'll have a separate area on the other end, and then. We're going to have the track. It's going to be a little bit longer to allow for more perimeter standing area. Okay. But again, you know, promoting social distancing is the big thing. Uh, really encouraging wearing masks to all of the Looney Days events. Uh, you know, anything that's uh, where it's appropriate. Uh, you know, and of course, don't come if you're sick. Don't come if you got any symptoms. I mean, we, you know, we could do this whole thing safely. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's really, uh, you know, I mean, there's no reason why, you know, we're all adults. We can do this and, and still be in compliance with all the recommendations, uh, not only by the state of Minnesota, but the CDC. And let's just have fun. You know, that's the big thing. Yeah, something, something for people to look forward to. So I remember last year there were like 10 wiener dogs in a heat. Is that still going to be the case this year, or are we going to reduce the number of, of wieners running this year? 
Yeah, we're going to reduce the number of wieners. I haven't laid out the track exactly, but we're going to, at the starting line, we're going to have the starting lanes separated. So we'll probably have like four, maybe five wieners per race. Okay. Uh, because we want to make sure that we've got proper distancing between each of the lanes. But, you know, we were going to put up fencing for the entire length of the, of the race. And, uh, I don't think that's necessary. What we're going to do is separate the lanes at the start line. And then hopefully the wieners find their right owner on the other end. I know uh, mine did not last year. If you remember uh, Dodger <laughs> running, he, I, I let oh, go yeah. of him, and he went straight to the left looking for treats. And I always say he was the he was the forty third fastest wiener dog in Ottertail County that day. There were forty four that signed up, but one didn't show up, so he got the forty third <laughs> yeah. the forty third spot. Well, you know, Dodger wasn't unlike a lot of the wieners. You know, Dodger sometimes you know he had a difficult time finding his way down the track, and sometimes they they are more concerned about the social venue than they are about the actual race itself. So and that's exactly how he was. Exactly, yeah. And he, he's he's back this year. He's signed up. We've been practicing a little bit, doing some stretches and stuff, and uh, he'll be he'll be ready to go. So if someone wants to get signed up for the Wiener Dog races, uh, what do they need and where can they get signed up? Well, they can either sign up the morning of at 8 o'clock on August 8th is when sign-up starts. The races go off at 9. Uh, or they can go on to the cityofvergas.com and print off an entry form there. They can go to our Facebook page, uh, 20, uh, Wiener Fest, W-E, Wiener Fest 2020. Uh, you can find that on Facebook. And also, of course, the uh, Burgers Community Club also has a Facebook page where all the Moody Days events as well as the uh, registration form for the Wiener Dog Race is there. But, yeah, we encourage everybody to come on out because it's going to be a blast. All right, sounds good. We'll see you Saturday, August 8th, Digger. You got it. Can't wait. It's finger licking good. Sweet dude. All right, thanks again to Digger Anderson for joining us on the Sports Wrap today. If you missed any of that interview, you can go back and listen to it on demand at kdlmradio.com, or you can subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap at Apple Podcasts, where we upload new episodes daily. What can I wait for today? Well, Twins Baseball tomorrow, the obvious choice. But how about the uh, the 3M Open at TPC Twin Cities in Blaine? Uh, the threesome to watch today easily going to be John Rahm with Tommy Fleetwood and Dustin Johnson. Uh, on the course right now, you can follow along at PGA.com. I know there's also going to be some television coverage on CBS this weekend as well. So the PGA returning to Minnesota uh, also, Matthew Wolf, a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, he was the winner last year. A couple uh, gophers in there, former gopher Eric Von Ruyen in there. Uh, so a lot of local interest going on with the 3M Open. Again, follow along online at PGA.com. I'll be watching the Dustin Johnson, John Rahm group pretty pretty close uh, today and, and for the rest of the tournament. We're back on the Sports Wrap tomorrow morning, 930, right here on the station. You can count on 1340 KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Off the record with Zeke begins after CBS News.